0: Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought-after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. This is episode 116, episode 116. You're going to be able to find this episode at scottrossonline.com slash 116. And if you're already listening to this on your favorite podcast player, of course you don't need to know that. But if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, highly recommend that you guys do that. And also go out to the website and check out the episode notes because we do add show notes for every single episode that has valuable information and connections to resources related to the topic of that episode. So scottrossonline.com slash 116. I don't know when it's going to be that you're hearing this, but we're recording this right before Christmas 2017, and so I do wish everybody a Merry Christmas, and I wish people who are celebrating Hanukkah a Happy Hanukkah as well. Um, And today's episode is one that is near and dear to my heart because it's one of these critical pieces to success, and obviously this is a leadership podcast, but we talk a lot about just principles for success in every area of every. Area of your life on this podcast. And if you were to just say, What are the pillars of success? This topic today is absolutely one of those pillars. If this is missing or if this is broken, uh, success is going to be very difficult for you to come by. So I encourage you to listen to this episode a couple of different times and reflect deeply on the truths that we're going to share here. Because as we enter the new year, and really, you can start a new year anytime. You can just say, it's a new year. When, when you're entering the new year, this is especially important for you to be thinking about. These ideas I'm going to share today are especially important. And so let's dive in. Today's episode is going to be the importance of your standards. You cannot rise above your standards. You cannot change that which you are willing to tolerate And you should write that down. I cannot change that which I'm willing to tolerate. If you're willing to tolerate it, it means that there will be no transformation there. It will stay status quo. Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's or the guy that made McDonald's what it is today, he said, The quality of a leader is reflected in the standards that they set. For themselves, you see, your standards are a lid on your achievement. You will rise to the level of your standards. You will rise to meet. Your behavior will become modified to meet whatever standards you've set from for yourself. The standards you've set for yourself in terms of your personal relationships, in terms of your productivity and output, in your fitness, in your financial situation in the neighborhood that you live in and raise your children in the way that you raise your children in the legacy that you do or do not leave it's all going to be what was your standard because if your standard was low the result will be commiserately low commensurately low if the standard is high it will be high And so if you want to have way better output, if you want to have way bigger results, it starts with the foundation is you've got to raise your standards in those areas. So let's talk about how to do that, because you may have been around me and heard me talk about this idea of standards before. But the question becomes, well, how do I actually go about doing that? And I'm going to give you a couple of tips. The first thing you've got to do is get honest with yourself about how you see yourself. Most people have this long list of things that they want to do. I want to lead. I want to lose weight. I want to grow my business. I want to make more sales. There's a laundry list of New Year's resolutions or things that they say they want to do someday. Uh, Man, I'd really like to have more money in the bank. I'd like to save a little more. I'd like to figure out how to multiply my money. But ultimately, none of those things are going to happen until we start to ask ourselves who we really are and being honest about our answers. Do you see yourself as a winner? Or deep down, do you see yourself as somebody who typically has lost and you're hoping to win? Do you see yourself as fit? Or do you see yourself as someone who just struggles to be fit? Because your under your behavior is ultimately going to be based on this underlying belief system. At the end of the day, you're going to settle for a phrase, whether it's conscious or unconscious, that says simply this. Well, that's just who I am. You know, I'm just kind of the, I was always kind of the, you know, overweight guy, or I was, you know, I'm kind of the, just the reserve shy person. That's just who I am. You know, I just come from, from a background of just not having a lot. So that's just kind of who I am to get more results. We have to start by being honest with how we see ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. This is important right here. How you see yourself isn't actually how you are. It's just what you've bought into. It's a belief you've bought into about yourself. So if you want to change your behaviors, we've got to change our belief system about ourselves and what we believe about ourselves. And it starts by raising our standards for who we believe that we are. Tony Robbins says the strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. Let's say that again. The strongest force in the human personality is the need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. You see, if you see yourself as a C student, you will have a need to stay consistent with seeing yourself as a C student. You know what the fastest way to get better grades is? you see yourself as an A student. If you see yourself as an A student, you'll start to move towards getting A's. Where in life have you been seeing yourself as a C and you need to start seeing yourself as an A? Are you seeing yourself as a C in your relationships, in your finances, in your personal productivity, in your output? in the results you get when you go out and try to represent yourself or promote your products and services? Where do you need to shift an underlying belief system? Get really honest with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and truly come to grips with what you believe about yourself because that is the ultimate seed. That is the genesis of all the behavior in your life. Now, once you start to ask yourself questions and get honest with yourself about these beliefs about yourself, the next thing you need to do is get honest about your personal standards. What have you been living with? What have you been willing to tolerate? What have you accepted as that's just how it is? Look around yourself. Look in the mirror. What have you just accepted? You want to be fit, but you've just accepted Wearing clothes that hide you're not fit and making you feel comfortable in that way. It's ma- You've just accepted that it's okay to just wear clothes that hide that you're not where you want to be. You want to be productive, but you've settled for not creating any output. And on a daily basis, the, the morning can come and the sun can go back down and you have no output to show for your day. What are your standards in those areas? You'd like to have organization in your life, but if you look around, you've kind of settled for being sloppy. You've, you've settled for being disorganized. What are your standards for your appearance, for your environment, for the multiplication of your money, for the quality of your friendships? Just examine and get real honest about the standards you've set for yourself. You need to take inventory of where you've allowed those standards, those low standards, I should say, to reign in your life. And then flip a switch, flip a switch and raise the standard, change the standard. Now, when you put part one and part two of what I just said together, you are going to have the nexus of very big results. You see, you start to see yourself. As a person who makes friends everywhere you go, and then you raise your standard for how many people a day you're going to add value to, and it's going to be a minimum of three people a day. I don't let a day go by without contributing something of value to three people. Boom. Watch the results. I see myself. I'm a people person. I'm a people magnet. I'm a popular guy. And then I'm adding the standard of I make an impact in those people's lives. I change my standard of what I expect out of myself the results change. I'm a healthy, vibrant, fit person. That's just who I am. I'm just a healthy person. Your standards now start to adjust as well. The standards for the quality of food and the choices start to change. I refuse to put junk into this precious body. God has given me a temple. I'm not putting anything junky in there. I care about what happens. You start to change the standard for how much motion you're going to have in your day. Man, I love to work this body because it gets stronger the more it's used. It gets weak from lack of use. Watch the results. When you change the belief about yourself and you raise the standard associated with that belief. Big, big results. Be aware of your standards. Now, the third thing you need to do is you need to get really honest about the source of your standards. Because for many of us, the standard that we have settled into accepting Wasn't even given to us by ourselves It was derived from some third party You know whose standards are you really living with Let's get really honest Are you living based on your parents standard Your peer groups standard Your friends, co-workers Past doubters who told you what you could never do The neighborhood where you grew up You know, one of the phrases I just think is silly is people always say, man, you can't forget where you came from. You know who says that? The people still there, that's who says that. The people who are still sitting there are telling the people who are rising, man, you can't forget where you came from. It's their way of subtly and with passive aggressiveness criticizing the crabs that have climbed out of the bucket. I don't know if you've ever seen crabs in a bucket, but if you throw a bunch of crabs in a bucket, one crab starts to climb out, the other crabs will grab, reach up, grab its leg and pull it back down. The people who don't want to move are the ones who try to remind you that you better not forget get where you came from. Listen, I had some good things about where I came from, but most of where I came from, I don't want anything to do with. I want nothing to do with broken homes, broken dreams, alcohol abuse, mediocrity, debt, the frivolous use of my time, zero impact on people. I could make a list as long as my arm. If I used my background as my standard man, I would be absolutely stuck in a spot that I would be miserable to find myself in. Never apologize for having high standards, never. People who really want to be in your life will rise to meet a high standard. People are addicted to the opinions of other people and most of the time those other people do not live by the standards that you aspire to. Get really honest with yourself about the source of your standards in every area of your life. I mean, make a list of all the areas of your life and think about how did I arrive at this is what's acceptable. How did I come to the conclusion that this was okay? We're going to be addicted to the opinions of other people. It's almost not, there's almost no way around it. The question is, which people are you addicted to their opinion? Which leads to the next thing that can dramatically affect your standards Get around people with high standards. Put yourself in an environment where people with really high standards exist. And it would be great if we could add the bonus of those people being the kind of people who will challenge you. Either challenge you through their model or just outright challenge you. See, write this down. It is hard to see complacency in the mirror it is hard to see complacency in the mirror. We always justify our behaviors to ourselves. We judge other people by their behavior, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. Well, I intended to do that. I want to be better in that area. It's hard to see complacency in the mirror. So, Wherever you want high standards, you know you want high standards in your fitness. You want high standards in your um, in your financial life. You want high standards in your relationship. I promise you, if you start hanging out with people who have very high standards in those areas, your life will change. Want to be fit? Easy. Hang out with fit people. You will make different choices. When you're at the restaurant, you'll see what they start to order. You'll start to do the same. They're posting their pictures at the gym. You'll kind of need to do the same thing. They'll be, their conversations will be revolving around, you know, how do I reduce my recovery time so that my muscles increase faster? Well, boom. I've never had that conversation, but now that's what they're talking about. So that's what I start talking about. Want your money to multiply? Well, how many people are you hanging out with on a daily basis that are talking about growing their wealth? Are you in are you around people who are all the time talking about, you know, different investment strategies and what's going on with cryptocurrency right now? Is that legit or not legit? And, you know, where what are ways to, you know, benefit myself from the tax code? Man, the tax code's changing. Where are the things I need to be aware of to make my money go further now based on the law? we got all these people, by the way, they're complaining about the tax code. Hey, it is what it is. Why not figure out how to maximize it in your favor? That's the conversation you need to be having. You can't control that. Control what you can control. Are you around people who that's their standard to control what they can control instead of being whiners? Are you around a bunch of victims? Or are you a bunch of people who are champions who take control of whatever situation they're in and just decide to win in spite of their circumstances? You see, if you want to raise your standards, get around people with really high standards. It'll change everything. You know, you've heard me say many times that leaders are readers and something that I am very passionate about is constantly putting good information into my brain, the latest and the best thinking from around the world in the various industries that I care about. And People are always astonished at how much reading I get accomplished and they think, how is it possible? How do you do it? Well, one of my secret weapons is Audible.com. I have been an Audible.com subscriber since the very launch of the platform and it is absolutely one of the most essential components to my life and to my personal development. I am a platinum member on Audible.com. And, and for the listeners of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast, uh, we've got a very special offer. You can get a free audio audio book, one free book with a free 30-day trial to give Audible a try. Go to audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross. That's audibletrial.com slash S-C-O-T-T-R-O-S-S, Scott Ross. Get your free audiobook. get your 30-day trial. I'm telling you guys, Audible will absolutely transform your life. Use your car as a driving university. That's what I do. Audible Okay, one last idea and then I'm going to give you a couple warnings. The last thing I would just ask you know, after we've been really honest with ourselves about our belief system, and after we've been honest about our personal standards, and after we've gotten honest about the source of our standards, and we've put ourselves in an environment of people who have higher standards. Another question we need to ask ourselves is, let's get outside of us now and let's look forward. What standards do we have for others? You see, I've said many times, it's not about you and it's not about you and it's not about you in this place too, because it really, for you to live the life you want is going to require that you have a high standard for other people. Your standards for those around you are going to play a massive role. You know, um, I'll give you an analogy just from one aspect of the coaching that I give to my children. And that coaching is around identifying their future mate. I believe that the most impactful and significant decision they're ever going to make in their life after the decision to trust in the finished work of Christ is who they're going to marry. Because nothing affects your life More deeply, more significantly, in a more pervasive way than the person that is your spouse. It is absolutely the most important decision you ever make. And so we talk to our kids all the time about that process and about the standards they need to have for that process. And one of the things we talk about is a little system called the negotiables and non-negotiables list. They need to have an objective list of what is a, neg- what is a non-negotiable in their spouse. So for instance, for my kids, a non-negotiable is that they have to be a Christian. Uh, another non-negotiable is, for my kids, they can't be a smoker. You know, you can argue with them if you want. That's their standard. So that's a non-negotiable. I meet a smoker, they're out. I meet a non-Christian, they're out. They can be my friend, hang out all the time, not going to be my spouse. Then they have the negotiables list, like, you know, really important things like they're a Cowboys fan or uh, that they like jazz music. That'd be cool, but they could live without it. It's not non-negotiable. And because they're thinking objectively about these standards, they can very quickly weed through people and sort through people to figure out who is a candidate and who is not a candidate. What most people do is they just kind of accept what comes at them, and so they end up involved in a lot of stuff that's beneath them that they wouldn't want to be involved in because they hadn't thought it through in the beginning. Well, all of our relationships should to a degree be like this. Obviously, it's not as critical as with our mate, but... We should be thinking about these things. You can love everyone, but you should have standards for who gets your valuable time in big quantities because your peer group is so critical to your success. Here's some of the standards I have for people that I invest a lot of time with. First of all, they gotta be a growth-oriented person. I don't have a lot of time for people who just wanna exist and just love the status quo. You need to be in motion. You don't, don't need to be into the things I'm into necessarily. You don't need to be growing in the areas I'm growing, but I'm just fascinated by people who wanna grow. I wanna be around growing people, and I know that growth is a process that's universal, and you could be growing in this area of your life, and I could be growing in this other area of my life, but we're gonna be able to contribute to each other talking about that. And I also know that I'm not gonna leave you behind. I'm not going to grow past you because you're going to keep growing alongside me. So we're going to be able to stay on this journey together. That's a really worthwhile relationship. The person I'm going to spend a lot of time with has got to be authentic. I mean, a lack of integrity or authenticity is an absolute non-starter. I mean, I'm just a real transparent person. I'm probably transparent to a fault. But if I have to work to figure out who you are, if it's like really hard to figure out what your agenda is, or I find out that like you're one person to me, but another person to other people you know, I just, I don't have the energy for that. It's just not time well spent. I'm moving on again. I can love you, um, unconditionally and you know, shoot, we might watch a football game together or whatever, but not a lot of time is going to be spent together. That person that I'm going to spend a lot of time with must encourage me. Now, they don't have to encourage me directly, although that'd be cool, too, if they would just say encouraging things. But they got to encourage me with their behavior, with their model, I, you know, somebody that I, I like things about their life that I want to emulate certain things. Now, nobody's perfect, and, you know, I have people that I want to emulate because of who they are in maybe their health and fitness or other people in their relationships. But, you know, there's got to be something there that encourages me and spurs me on, spurs me to higher things they got to love people. I mean if you're just not into loving people, we're not going to have very many big things we can do together because my whole life is about people. That's all it is. All I want to do and you know if if you're somebody who's kind of not into that That's just my standard. Maybe this isn't going to be your standard. I'm just trying to give you guys examples of the fact that I have a standard for the peer group that I establish, and these don't need to be your standards. I'm just giving you some insights into what it looks like. You know, I have to, as an example, I have a standard of needing to be able to have crucial conversations with people. You know, in every relationship, there's missed expectations. And where there's missed expectations, there's opportunity for bitterness and resentment and for the devil to get in there and start to plant seeds of doubt and liars to come in. and and plant seeds of untruth. And so you need to be able to have crucial conversations with people. You need to, in a kind and loving way, but in a a firm way, be able to call each other out and not have it just like, immediately go sideways because you're not mature enough to have those conversations. I mean, um, you know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and and they were like, you know, I I didn't call you because you wouldn't want to talk to me. I'm like, yeah, I would have. I wish you'd have just cursed me out. That would have been way better. If you just called me and cursed me out, we'd have been way more healthy. See, if we can't have those conversations, then we have a problem. So I'm going to invest in people who have the maturity to have those kinds of crucial conversations. And then they have to genuinely cheer for me. And that's not because I've got an ego, but... I'm going to genuinely cheer for them. We shouldn't be in relationships with people who want to bring us down. And I know of so many people who invest so much time in people who legitimately want them to lose. I mean, that to me is insane that you would spend huge swaths of time with someone that actually doesn't want your best interest. I don't have time for that. So they got to genuinely cheer for me. These are just some of my standards and I do have standards for my peer group. And so I think it's very important for you, too. This peer group thing is going to be so critical. You've heard it said you're going to become the average of the five people you hang around. If you want to have income, you're going to become the income. The, your income will be the same as the average of the five people you hang around. Your fitness, your relationships. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I just I hate divorce. Hate the word. I hate divorce. And so I hang around people who hate divorce, too. I don't want to be around people who are OK with divorce. If you're divorced, I'm not judging you. I love you. Absolutely. And I know the pain and the suffering that that involves. I mean, my mom uh, went through it and I was part of that. And, you know, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. I'm just saying, like, you know, we all want to give up sometimes. Marriage sometimes has its challenges and it's hard. And if I was to ever, ever let it cross my mind, I want every single person that I hang around with to come in and tell me what an idiot I am and smack me down because that's their standard. See, if I'm hanging around with people who are okay with just letting it go, maybe I'll let it go, too. So your peer group is so important. Have high standards for your peer group. Okay. Last two things is just a couple words of caution. Uh, I cannot emphasize how critical this is. Uh, You obviously can tell that I believe it. It is the pillar, like I said, one of the pillars of success. But a caution would be to not swing the pendulum so far that it becomes self-destructive. And I mean two things by that. The first thing I would tell you is you need to avoid perfectionism as you go through this exercise of changing your standards. You see, raising your standards doesn't mean expecting perfection. I don't expect perfection. Actually, sometimes I do of myself. It's one of my flaws. And I have to be very cognizant of that and give myself latitude because see, you can see yourself as someone that is a certain thing and still not be perfect yet. Like you could, for instance, start to say, man, I'm a saver. I save a lot of money. I put a lot of money away. That's just who I am. And then start with five bucks a month. Five bucks a month, if it's more than zero and that's where you're at now, that's a great start. And every time you put five bucks into the bank, you you just tell yourself that same story. See, there I am. I'm a saver. My five bucks went in there. I'm multiplying my money. I'm a money multiplier, baby. You can see yourself as a person who is people-oriented. I'm a people person. And then just simply start by maybe sending a couple text messages of encouragement to people you already know. This, I mean, saying I'm a people person doesn't mean that you're suddenly going into the mall and like shaking hands with 15 strangers at a time. I mean, that might be super scary for you, but you could still see yourself as a people person and then be on the way towards that. The behavior always moves to meet the standard. Write that down. The behavior always moves to meet the standard. Make sure you don't reverse that, by the way, because, see, if your standard is high over time, your behavior will become high. If the standard is low over time, your behavior will will be reduced to meet the standard. The worst thing is if you reverse it. If the behavior sucks and you just basically like give up and you just lower your standard to just meet how bad the behavior is, that's a really unhealthy place. Remember, the behavior moves to meet the standard, so raise the standard and then let the behavior move over time. I'll give you an example from... You know Christian discipleship. There's this idea called sanctification, and you know when you when you come to Christ, you're saved. That means you have eternal life and you're going to heaven. But you're not perfect yet. You're not yet sinless. But you now have been freed from the bonds of sin and death, and you now are capable of moving to perfection. You now have it be, it's possible you could live a sinless life, but you're not going to immediately. And the devil's going to immediately come to you and remind you of what a terrible person you are and see you're, you're, you're lying to God. Cause you say you're Christian. No, it's not about that. It's like, well, now I'm spiraling upward. My standard has risen. And now my behavior is going to move and rise to that standard. That's the way of life. It's the sanctification process. You set the standard high, and then you move the behavior moves. Then that leads to the last little bit of caution. Just take baby steps. Take baby steps. Move the standard high fast. Move the standard way up, and then give yourself permission to just start doing what you can do. All you can do is all you can do, and all you can do is enough. Art Williams, all you can do is all you can do. And all you can do is enough. Take baby steps. Just make sure that the baby steps that are going in the right direction. Guys, this has been episode 116 of the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. You can get this at scottrossonline.com slash 116. Take this time as we enter this last few days and weeks of the year 2017 to examine these different areas of your standards, examine what you believe about yourself, examine the standards you've allowed yourself to set, examine the source of your standards, and make a goal to get around people who have higher standards in those areas and think about the standards you've set for your peer group. And just don't be a perfectionist, take some baby steps, and by the, by, this time next year, I think you will see your life completely transformed in a way that makes you very, very excited. God bless you. I'm excited that we get this time together. I'm so grateful for you that you're in my peer group, and I love spiraling upward together. Until next time, God bless. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at